Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened on Friday? Uh, let's see. We talked about a lot of shit that wasn't the Bible. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we gave a whole new meaning to the term, the phrase, filling the room with presence of the, the glorious presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there was that. That cloud, though. That cloud, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I honestly don't remember. I mean, I remember David made a reappearance and yeah. beyond that, I don't really recall what actually happened in the Bible. 
I mean, they were bringing the ark into the temple. Oh, okay, that's okay. why the cloud. It was a really was, short chapter, from what I recall. It was. It was. Okay. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. They were just bringing the ark over. Got it. Got it. Being like, sit down. Right. Right. You take, go here. Take a seat, God. Yeah. Yeah. And he went. Right. Filled yeah. the filled the room yep. with the glorious presence yep. of the Lord. Cloudy. Yeah. All right, that was Second Chronicles chapter five. It sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading Second Chronicles chapter six. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 6. All right. Buckle up. It's a little bit of a lengthy one. Eh, sometimes the short ones end up being longer because we just ramble on about bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's true. And the long ones end up being short because we just read the fucking thing. I'm like, blah, 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 <laughs> get this done. Bullshit. I'm just saying, they don't usually end up making much of a difference how long the podcast is. That is true. So. That is true. I just thought I'd say it. Right, right. It could be longer. And it's a chronicle, you know, so. You just never know where it's going to chronicle. <sighs> it, I'm just saying it's boring. I mean, so we far. are not boring. <laughs> we are not boring. The Bible is boring. And the Chronicles, doubly so. It's no building the Ark and Tabernacle, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Then, yeah. Solomon prayed, Oh, Lord, you have said that you would live in a thick cloud of darkness. <laughs> now I have built you a glorious temple, a place where you can live forever. Yeah. That's what he prayed. Yeah. Okay. okay, all right. Then the king turned around to the entire community of Israel standing before him and gave this blessing. Mm. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept the promise he made to me, my father, David. For he told my father, from the day I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I've never chosen a city among any of the tribes of Israel as the place where a temple shall be built to honor my name. I'm having a hard time following you with that accent. I'm just saying, like... What do you just, mean? Like all of a sudden, you have like a really fake Southern accent. Yeah, I'm I'm being <laughs> yeah. Solomon. That's that's how Solomon sounds. Yeah, mm. in my mind it is because okay. he's like wise and whatever, <laughs> and, and but not really wise. He's proclaimed as being oh, wise. Okay. So I I imagine him as like a televangelist. Got it. Got you know it. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. self-proclaimed wise man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nor have I chosen a king to lead my people Israel. Continued Solomon in reference to what God is saying. Oh, okay. But now I, God, 
have chosen Jerusalem as the place for my name to be honored, and I have chosen David to be king over my people Israel. This little lady's already dead. David is gone. Right? Why is he talking like, about he's, David? He's so fucking dead. And like Solomon's, like, so David was already king. Yeah. And there was a king before that. It was Saul. Yeah. And, and I think, anyway, there was kings. Like, there yeah. was kings. And God was involved in that, if you don't recall. Yes, like I do. Remember, they were like, fine, you want kings? We'll give you some fucking kings. You better be looking out what you ask for. Right? And now Solomon's been king. And it took him like 11 years to build this temple, so he's been king for a while. I'd be like, dude, yeah. uh, what do you mean? You're just now picking my dad? Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Like, I'm here. But Solomon is saying this with regard to God saying yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Solomon crap. didn't have to say that, is what I don't get. Well, I don't think Solomon did say that. I don't think he did I'm either. I'm just saying, you know. Then Solomon said, my father David wanted to build this temple to honor the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord told him, you wanted to build the temple to honor my name. Your intention is good, but you are not the one to do it. One of your own sons will build the temple to honor me. And now the Lord has fulfilled the promise he made. Mm -hmm. For I have become king in my father's place. And now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. Yeah, I do. built this temple to honor the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have placed the ark, which contains the covenant that the Lord made with the people of Israel. And you sure did, man. You did all that. And <laughs> Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the entire community of Israel. Entire community. Yeah. And he lifted his hands in prayer. Okay. Now Solomon had made a bronze platform seven feet long, seven feet wide, and four feet high, and had placed it at the center of the temple's outer courtyard. Mm, okay. You hate everything about this chapter. I'm, I mean, just, with, I was shaking my head about the feet With again, the feet and the southern accent. Mm. Mm -hmm. He stood on the platform, and then he knelt in front of the entire community of Israel and lifted his hands toward heaven. He prayed, Oh, Lord God of Israel! There is no God like you in all of heaven and earth. You keep your covenant and show unfailing love to all who walk before you in wholehearted devotion. I wouldn't call what I've read so far unfailing love. Or wholehearted devotion. <laughs> yeah, either one of those. <laughs> you kept your promise to your servant David, my father. David, David, David. Yeah, yeah David is definitely a large part of this, <sighs> this is gross. Second Chronicles here. You made that promise with your own mouth. With wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you guys can't even see God. <laughs> and you're saying you made the promise with his mouth? With Come his on. own with, mouth. Like, uh, <laughs> and with your own hands, you have fulfilled it today. No, it was that guy the that slaves. they hired. Yeah, The slaves One and the, the craftsmen. craftsmen yeah. yeah. And now, O oh Lord God of Israel... Carry out the additional promise you made to your servant, David, my father. For you said to him, if your descendants guard their behavior and faithfully follow my law as you have done, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Well, that's not going to work out for a long time. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So Y'all about to get swept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, O oh Lord God of Israel, fulfill this promise to your servant, David. Fulfill it to David, who Who's is dead. dead. Yeah. But will God really live on earth among people? No. Why, even the highest heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Nevertheless, listen to my prayer and my plea, O Lord my God. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is making to you. 
May you watch over this temple day and night. That's, I mean, you're asking the guy that built all of space and time mm-hmm. and the world. Stop what you're doing and get sit in this throne. One fucking temple. Just come over here and take a sit on this gold. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. On this corner of Earth. I mean, the guy can't even keep track of like a couple people. I know, right? Probably. I mean, I you know, if we pitched it in this way where he's like so busy because he's built all these stars mm-hmm, and all these other planets mm-hmm. and all this. Like, I could see why he couldn't keep track of two people, right? Right. And maybe he was just checking in early on. And hey, like, hey, hey. You know, what's going on? You know, what's, I, what's happening in my that garden could, That could make here. a little bit of sense, sure, right? Yeah. Sure. If we're talking about an actual God, like, okay, what? That, that, that could make a little bit of sense. But we're talking about after there's, according to them, mm-hmm. more Israelites than there are sands on the beach, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Which is not true. But it's still, not true. But still, maybe they're on other planets. Okay. Maybe he transported some sure, sure. to other planets that he's watching as okay. well, right? Okay, I'm following you. Yeah. I think you're full of shit, but I go definitely on, go am. On. I definitely am. Okay. But... Now you're asking him to watch one tent, one temple. Just Sorry. one tent. No, it's not a tent. It's a temple. Remember, it was a tent. Oh, yeah. He made yeah. it into I, a I temple. I messed up. I messed up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're asking him to watch one temple in one place in all the cosmos mm-hmm. and say, Day and night. This is your place. You're going you're gonna to stay here. Sit right there. Don't move. Buckle up. <laughs> I call bullshit. Lots of it. All Lots kinds of bullshit. of bullshit. So he continued, watch over this temple day and night. This place where you have said you would put your name. May you always hear the prayers I'll make toward this place. Is he going to carve it in the soft gold? Like his name, (laughs) God Loves David. (laughs) Solomon was here. May you hear the humble and earnest request from me and your people Israel when we pray toward this place. Yes, hear us from heaven where you live. From no. heaven where you live and I mean, this throne where you sit. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And when you hear, forgive. I mean, you know, if you want to. Cause. Forgive. <laughs> if someone wrongs another person and is required to take an oath of innocence in front of your altar at this temple, then hear from heaven and judge between your servants, the accuser and the accused. Pay back the guilty as they deserve. Acquit the innocent because of their innocence. Mm-hmm. If your people Israel are defeated by their enemies because they have sinned against you, and if they turn back and acknowledge your name and pray to you here in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel mm-hmm. and return them to this land you gave to them yeah. to their ancestors. Yeah. Amen. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen. If it was that simple when they got conquered by the Babylonians, mm-hmm. don't you think they would have just been like, hey, let's turn around and pray. Yeah. Like, yeah. real quick, guys, real we quick. need to go back home. Let's just pray I don't want to be gone for Mm-mm. 400 years or whatever. Hey, temple over here, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm praying. Forgive. What, what do we do, guys? They, they melted it down. That's why they couldn't go back. That's why they couldn't go back. They melted down the temple. But the ark was hmm. still there, supposedly. I mean, yeah, according somewhere. to the chronicler, anyway. Yeah. If the skies are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against Just pray. you. Just pray. And if they pray toward this temple and acknowledge your name and turn from their sins because you have punished them. That's why. Because you have punished them, not because they fucking learned anything. Right, right. Then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people Israel. Because they never did, like, I'm I'm just wagering a bet here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm betting that people had drought, and they had problems, and they had famine. And I bet they prayed their fucking asses off. And I you know what I bet did. happened? Nada. Nothing. Yeah, I bet you're right. Teach them to follow the right path 
and send rain on your land that you have given to your people as their special possession. Maybe in the places where it is raining too much, maybe they just prayed too hard. You know, that probably was what it was. Exactly. Yeah. If there is a famine in the land or a plague or crop disease or attacks of locusts or caterpillars. It's because they're not praying. Or if your people's enemies are in the land besieging their towns. Because they don't worship the God law. Whatever not. disaster or disease there is. And if your people Israel pray about their troubles or sorrow, raising their hands toward this temple. But you got to raise your hands. Raise your hands. Then hear from heaven where you live and forgive. Yeah. Heaven where you live, this chair where you sit. Yeah, but only only if they ask for it. You don't yeah. want to help anybody unless they ask you. Yeah, yeah. That would be like nice. Nice, yeah. We don't do nice. Right, no. Give your people what their actions deserve, for you alone know each human heart. Uh-huh. Then they will fear you and walk <laughs> in your ways as long as they live in the land you gave to our ancestors. Because everybody knows that fear is the way... To make a people obey you. If they feared him, there wouldn't be any question about whether they would pray to him. They just would mm-hmm. fucking pray to him because they're scared of him. Because they'd be scared, him. yeah. But the fact that they have to go on and on and on and on. Don't forget to be afraid. Right. And and don't forget to pray mm-hmm. means that people didn't give two fucks about this guy. Right. Like, they're like, whatever. You only have to write down the shit that's actually happening. Like murder. We have to write down, don't murder, you'll go to jail, murder bad. Because murder happens. Right, right. Like, you don't have to write down stuff that's happening, or you don't have to write down stuff that's not happening. Right. So, clearly, they're having to write down, y'all need to pray, because praying's not happening. Right, right. In the future, Solomon continued in his southern accent, Mm -hmm. foreigners who do not belong to your people, Israel, will hear of you. They will come from distant lands when they hear of your great name and your strong hand and your powerful arm and your cloudy farts. (laughs) You like that? That was a nice addition, yeah. And when they pray toward this temple and this cloud of doom, then hear from heaven where you live and grant what they ask of you. Wow, so he's saying that people can join in with the Israel. Like Mm -hmm. this is allowing for Christianity and other religions, right? I pray for Legos (laughs) and I didn't get any. He's like, other people, other than my chosen people, can pray to me, too, and, and mm-hmm. great, get things from me. What are you praying for? Did you pray I for Legos, I don't pray for too? jack shit. Well, that's why you Legos. ain't got jack why shit. Why are you praying for Legos? I don't know. It just sounds fun. But you know what I really want to pray for? I want to pray for stickers from Starshine <laughs> Studio, um, Star Sticker Studio. I forget what it's called. You know anyway, what? You know what? I bet, it, I the bet best. it's probably successful because you know why? Your husband is sitting across from you right now, mm-hmm. and your birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. So that one ain't got nothing to do with God, I promise. No, I know. I'm just putting a plug out for him because they're like my favorite stickers, and oh, okay. I plug things that I love. Yeah. So um, anybody out there who loves planner stickers, like stickers for your planner, um, Starshine Studio makes the best stickers, and they are so fucking adorable. I love them. Yeah, I got no personal stake in this, so... That's you, all you. You like to make me happy. I do. And so yeah. you buy them. I'm for just me. saying I don't know anything about the stickers. Don't care anything about the stickers. That's all. Do you see them? And and do you see me with them? And do they not? Make I know me they happy? bring you happiness and joy. So yeah. you know, yeah, you. And I've been solely using their stickers for the last two years. I've yep. not bought anything but their stickers. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, 
Solomon continues in his southern accent. Mm. In this way, all the people of the earth will come to know and fear you. All the people of the earth. They're going to fear you. All just, of them. Just as your own people of Israel do. They, too, will know that this temple I've built honors your name. That temple is going to be gone before half of them know he even exists. I know. According to his people. Yeah. Like, they won't even spread the word fast enough for, for even mm-hmm. half the world to know. I know. So, whatever. If your people go out where you send them to fight their enemies, and if they pray to you by turning toward this city you have chosen, and toward this temple I've built to honor your name, then hear their prayers from heaven and uphold their cause. If they sin against you, and who has never sinned? You might become angry with them and let their enemies conquer them and take them captive to a foreign land far away or near. Yeah, he loves you, but he's going to let you die and yeah. get conquered and captured. So Yeah, sorry about the ones that die, but there's but, some that might live. But, like, you know, I might have to ask. That means that the other people were stronger than your people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Regardless of whether they were worshiping you or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were stronger. Or their God was. Or, right? Oh, yeah, burn. right? That's what I'm saying. But in that land of exile, they the ones that lived, the ones that, that fucking survived, yeah. they might turn to you in repentance and pray, we have sinned, done evil, and acted wickedly. Now, fuck the ones that already done died. Mm-hmm. Okay? Too late for them. Just yeah. fuck them. Right. But the survivors, if they turn to you with their whole heart and soul in the land of their activity and pray toward the land you gave to their ancestors... Toward this city you have chosen and toward this temple I built to honor your name. Mm-hmm. Then hear their prayers and their petitions from heaven where you live and uphold their cause. Yeah, yeah. Forgive your people who have sinned against you. Definitely do that, yeah. Okay, I'm, well, my neighbor um, is a sweet lady with liver cancer. And I bet she pray all the time. And I know her family do. So I assume you're going to cure that liver cancer, right, God? Yeah, no. Or did they not face the right direction? God damn it. Yeah. No? No. Fuck. Oh my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to all the prayers made to you in this place. And now arise, O Lord God. Lord God. God's a Lord. (laughs) And enter your resting place along with the ark, the symbol of your power. May your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Yeah, whatever that means. May your loyal lo- 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 servants, fuck? loyal servants, not lore servants, yeah, rejoice in your goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord God, do not reject the king you have anointed. Remember your unfailing love for your servant David. The end. Dave, David, who's dead. Yeah, don't forget don't, how you love David. Don't turn against him, but he's dead i mean i'm here you can love me but i'm not gonna ask it for me because right. the chronicler don't love me right <laughs> <laughs> the chronicler is really writing that dave that solomon is like please don't forget to love my father who's dead there's not been a king in history that's been like remember the last guy you know he's awesome and just yeah. all about the last guy yeah that's not how kings work. No. That's not what happens. No. And what would, even even with God in the picture, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. David's dead, man. We don't need to talk about David. I'm David's here. David's dead. Yeah. Like, <sighs> he was great anyways. Yeah, moving along. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, <sighs> that was second. A bunch of bullshit is what it was. A bunch of bullshit, yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. No, that's right. Uh, that was Second Chronicles chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll be back with. Second Chronicles chapter 7, and I will put to rest my southern accent. We'll see you guys then. Bye.
husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? I recall something like a southern accent that occurred. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think uh, Solomon was praising the fuck out of David and, you know, saying God was as well. And uh, it, it was a big, you know, dedication to the temple, I think, basically. Right. Well, I think that the final sentence sums up the entire chapter. The chronicler has Solomon saying to God, remember your unfailing love for your servant David. Yeah. Who's yeah. dead. He's right. dead. He's <laughs> right. fucking dead. Yeah. And at this point has been dead like over a decade. Guard hot. Oh, guard. God heart David. Yeah. 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 Trash. So, yeah, it was trash. So anyway, that was Second Chronicles chapter 6. Sure as fuck was. And today we'll be reading... Second Chronicles chapter 7. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 7. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. When Solomon finished praying... Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> Fire flashed down from heaven and Fuck. burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices. Oh, my God. They left that bit out of the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. Man. And the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. I guess it did. They left all of maybe that they, out. Maybe they did. There was some time that he, I don't know, maybe they put mm, it in. I don't think so. I don't, I don't recall that. I don't recall the cloud of God being there either. I don't know. So... But anyway, that's crazy. the priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glorious presence of the Lord filled it. I Oh, okay. He's taking up all the He's presence. taking up all the room. The room. Chill, my guy. He lit that fart on fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> when all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of the Lord filling the temple, uh-huh. they fell face down on the ground and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good! His faithful love endures forever. People believe this shit. I know. I'm like, what? Like, you believe that a fire came down mm-hmm. and filled a fucking room 2,000 years ago, and you're you're gonna literally sit here and tell me that this is the truth? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fuck you for that. Not not you, not our listeners, but like the person telling me that. Right. Like, what the. F- Fuck. Okay, I think that maybe you are being a little angsty at the moment because you're in an argument with somebody, on Twitter. with somebody on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> because he's trying to tell you everything in the battle can be reconciled. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, only if you don't know how to do the maths. Yeah. Like, yeah. clearly dude did not read the whole thing straight through. Clearly. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices to the Lord. Why? He just burned that shit up. Right. You gonna yeah. give him more? I guess. No, thank you. I guess. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 cattle. <laughs> what the fuck? And 120,000 sheep and goats. Jesus Christ. That would feed so many That's fucking people. But insane. no, but no. Give it to God. Sure. Okay. That's okay. insane. That's insane. Yeah. And so the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The priests took their assigned positions, and so did the Levites, who were singing, His faithful love endures forever. They accompanied the singing with music from the instruments instruments, <laughs> instrument, instruments King David had made for praising the Lord. The, the harps and the lyres and, and not the saxophones. Not the saxophones. Right, yeah. Across from the Levites, the priests blew the trumpet, 
while all Israel stood. I got to tell you, speaking of standing. Mm -hmm. So today I was babysitting and I um, stepped on a, a toy yeah. and I fell. And the first thing I said was, oh, fuck. And <laughs> <laughs> it hurt so fucking bad, y'all. And um, But I got to wash my potty mouth because um, the kid that I'm babysitting, he's two and he ba he mimicked me. He goes, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, I can't. And so I'm sitting there crying because <laughs> it hurts so bad that I go, we can't say words like that. <laughs> and I felt so bad, but I was crying because I was in so much pain. And then and then um, he was like, call mommy, call mommy. <laughs> and he's only just started like learning how to put words together to form yeah. sentences. Yeah. So it was like really cute because he knew I was hurt. Yeah. And my foot fucking hurts still he wanted so, to help you he wanted to help me so yeah. i was like i'm okay I'm, i'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous don't step on baby toys y'all right, right. they hurt yeah solomon then consecrated the central area of the courtyard in front of the lord's temple he offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings there fat he can have my fat <laughs> Because the bronze altar he had built could not hold all the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrificial fat. I mean, that's a lot. Like, there was like 140. I mean, like, it's a goddamn that's a fucking zoo in a forest. Right, yeah. and, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that many cows and sheep, like, even no. just at a farm. Even No, I know. Like, that would be a that's a fucking lot of that's animals. Ridiculous amount of animals. You know what? I call bullshit. I mean, obvious, obviously. <laughs> I don't think there was that many animals there. I don't know. They'd I mean, still, that, that they'd still to... be cutting them down today. <laughs> to this that day. Had to be one hell of an altar. Right? Like that barbecue pit must have been like, damn. I mean, think about it. Like, all those animals, like, they single-handedly um, eradicated an entire species of goat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. For the next seven days, Solomon and all Israel celebrated the Festival of Shelters. A large congregation had gathered from as far away as Lebo Hamath in the north and the brook of Egypt in the south. Wait, just a congregation? I thought this was all of Israel just a second ago. Yeah, but they're saying that um, this one particular congregation had come all the way from the north and another had come all the way from the south. Right, but if you're saying everybody's there, why do they got to distinguish that there's these congregations from these groups? Israel congregated. They weren't saying that... It was like a few people here and there. You're using the word congregation in a church sense, but they're using it as a verb, like all of Israel congregated there from as far north and as far south as. Okay. Yeah. On the eighth day, they had a closing ceremony, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the festival of shelters for seven days. Then at the end of the celebration... Solomon sent the people home. Get the fuck out of here, he said. <laughs> they were all joyful and glad because the Lord had been so good to David. To David. <laughs> oh, and to Solomon and to his people uh, Israel. Yeah. But don't forget David, y'all. Don't, yeah, definitely don't Never forget, forget David. David. David is the best. I want to suck his dick. <laughs> David is the best, best, best. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. Okay. That's where he sat his ass yeah, in his palace. Yeah. He completed everything he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the palace. Then one night, then the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, 
I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices. Wait, wait, okay. <laughs> go on, go on, listening. They, Dave. <laughs> what? Finish David, your thought. David mm-hmm. talked to the Lord about this, and the Lord's like, "No, you're not the one that's going to do it." So then yeah. David's like, "I'm going to prepare it. I'm going to make all the things ready so that Solomon can build my son, mm-hmm. whoever, whatever, yeah, can build this one day, right?" Mm-hmm. So he gets all the shit ready, right? And then mm-hmm. Solomon, four years after he's king, decides to start building this fucking temple, mm-hmm. right? The temple for the Lord. Yeah. Spends 11 fucking years, at building least according it. to the first story. Yeah. 11 fucking years building this goddamn temple for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord only accepts it after he says a fucking prayer? Yeah. And burns like an entire species worth of goats and sheep and whatever. I gotta say, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Like, oh, he, you, you, know. you think you chose this? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I you, guess you did. You can fuck right off and sit the fuck down, Mr. God. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. God. <laughs> okay, so, so God continues saying, At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or send plagues among, among you. Why would you do that? Because I'm God and I fucking can. Mm-hmm. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Sometimes All I'm, gonna, I'm hearing is he's a dick. Right? Sometimes I'm going to fuck with you. Right? And if y'all just pray, get down on your fucking face in the mud and pray. I guess I guess I'll stop being an asshole for a I, minute. I don't have to do this stuff. Yeah. But I'm gonna. Uh, maybe. And if maybe. you don't pray to me, I'm gonna continue to do it. And guess what? I'm probably gonna do it whether you pray or not. Right. Because I'm God. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a ba- dick. I'm Batman. <laughs> my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every pair, prayer made in this place. Mm, somehow I doubt that. Made just in that place. So not from over here in America. Right, right. right. Yeah, just in that temple. Yep. For I have chosen this motherfucking temple and set it apart to be holy. A place where my name will be honored forever. Not forever. Not forever, my guy. Yeah, sorry. False. I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. No, you gave it Oopsie. up pretty easily. Oopsie. Looks like you didn't know what was coming, God. Right? It's almost like you couldn't see the future. It's weird, huh? Huh. Oops. As for you, y'all, if you faithfully follow me as David, your father, did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, except for the fact that David didn't. Right. Then I will establish the throne of your dynasty. For I made this covenant with your father, David, when I said, one of your descendants will always rule over Israel. But if you or your descendants fucking abandon me and fucking disobey the decrees and commands I have given you, and if you fucking serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given them. I will fucking reject this goddamn temple that I have made holy to honor my name. That's what happened. That, yeah. They, yeah. They, it was all their fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, you know, he was just sick of their shit. So he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. Babylon, you Babylonian exile it is. You didn't get in the mud often enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I will make it an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. Well, 
that I'm, that came to pass. Because right? yeah. <laughs> I sure as fuck am doing some mockery and ridicule over here. I mean, not not so much that the Israelites had got, more right, or less, right. but you know. And same. though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled. False. It won't be there. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> they will ask, oh, why'd the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? But they don't do that. No. They go, I wonder they where it used to be. They all the shit down. Yeah. Right. And the answer will be, because his people abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt. Never forget. Never. And they worshipped other gods and instead bowed down to them. Oh, no. That is why he has brought all these disasters on them. The yeah. end. It's horrible. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to worship other gods when this guy treats you so well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... I don't know. This guy treats you like shit and you have a choice of gods. Like I would totally choose a different one. I mean, this guy straight up says he's like, he's like, I'm going to bring plague. I'm going to bring disaster. And all you got to do is like, you know, bow your head and worship me in order for me to stop it. But like in the meantime, I've already killed people because I'm an asshole. It's kind of like when Jareth says to Sarah in the movie Labyrinth, all I ask is absolutely everything. Right, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. yeah. Whatever. All right, well, Whatever. that was Second Chronicles chapter 7. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we'll be back with... Second Chronicles chapter 8. We'll see you guys then. Yep, bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Let's see, I think... They finished the temple, Mm -hmm. and then God proceeded to fill the room with the glorious presence of the Lord, Mm -hmm. and he lit that shit on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Something like that, yeah. He made this um, uh, covenant with Solomon. Right, right. And was like, as long as I'm awesome and you're awesome, we'll be awesome together. And as long as David's awesome while he's still dead. Yeah, That too. Don't forget about David. Which, again, the final sentence of this chapter... It sums it up. Yeah. No, it's not David, oh, but it, oh, it does okay. sum it up. That is why he has brought all these disasters on them. Mm, yeah. That's twice now that I've read the final sentence of the chapter and its ridiculousness summed up the entire fucking chapter. Right, right. Um, before we get into too much more here, I do want to just send out a like thank you to our fans. Thank you to our fans. Yeah, because we just got something today. It was like a yearly wrap-up from um, Anchor, which we we no longer use Anchor. We use Acast. And so this was only through um, the end of September. But uh, apparently, um, we are one of the top 10% podcasts in, in the world. In the world? Right? I'm Not, like, what the fuck? And, and is that just within uh, the category of religion? No, or? no. That's like across the board, Across apparently. the board. I'm like, wait, what? We're in the top ten percent. Sitting here in our goddamn living room, talking into a goddamn mic. In our pajamas, no less. <laughs> reading the fucking Bible, right? And uh, top ten percent in the world. Top ten percent, yeah. And uh, we are one of the top twenty percent most shared um, podcasts through either. I guess like thirty-five percent of the people share it through texts, or another thirty-seven percent share it through direct links, and thirteen percent share it through WhatsApp. And then there's other stuff down the line. But I'm like. I don't have any control over that shit. Y'all are just sharing this shit with other people. That is amazing. You and guys are 
really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how they know all this, and I don't know if it's just Spotify stats or what, but like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And it kind of knocks you um, voiceless for a minute. Yeah. Like, what? What? Right, right, right. You love us. You really love us. So anyway, I just wanted to thank our fans because you guys are amazing. And you do let us know, you know, what you think of us sometimes in a good way. In a good way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you sometimes let us know in a bad way too, but... Not so much though. No, I mean, no. We haven't really got a lot... We expected a lot of hate mail at first, and mm -hmm. we never really, that never came to pass. Like, every once in a while we get something that's like, you're going to burn in hell, and it's like, oh, that that was going to happen whether I did this podcast or not. Right, and but most of that's through <laughs> social media. Like, we right. haven't really gotten an email that says that or anything right. yet. Right, Yet. Get us in the top 5%, maybe we'll those emails. <laughs> <laughs> not that I am, like, looking forward to that. I mean, you know, I, I, I like responding to uh, assholes, so. I know you That's do. part of my thing. I like avoiding assholes right, right. altogether. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you again. And that was our little intro to what we did yesterday, which was Second Chronicles Chapter 7. Sure as fuck was. And then today, we're doing this a little bit late. And sorry if it came out late, everybody. We um, suck a little this bit. Time I it fell was, asleep. It, I fell asleep. It, it was, was my husband, fault. not wife. Just my so that fault. we're clear. I was tired yesterday. I know you were, but just to be clear, like I did try to wake you up and you were having none of it. I, I totally take all the blame here. Yep, yep. Yep. So that was Second Chronicles chapter seven. Today we'll be reading Second Chronicles chapter eight. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 8. Okay. It took Solomon 20 years to build the Lord's temple and his own royal palace. 20 years? 20 years. Oh, and the royal palace. And the royal okay, okay. chair that he sits on. Okay, yeah, fair his enough. His little house. All right. His mar lago if you will. Yeah. At the end of that time, Solomon turned his attention to rebuilding the towns that King Hiram had given him. And he settled Israelites in them. Hold on. Hold on. Mm -hmm. So he built the temple for the Lord and his palace before he worried about fixing the towns. Mm -hmm. Like, my people can go fuck off for 20 years. Yeah. And I'll worry about them after I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And in the meantime, I need lots of gold and stuff mm -hmm. and money to do yeah. this. But my people over there yeah. that are in those towns that need to be rebuilt, they can just fuck right the fuck yeah. off. Did you need me to do a play act so that... Um, you know, we can show how this goes. Here, you be the poor person. I'll be the king. Okay. Go. King, I we need help over here. Fuck off. But our towns are falling apart. Fuck off. But you're, you got lots of gold and silver and shit. Fuck off. How long do we have to fuck off? As long as I say. I need the gold. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's very important that kings have their pretty things. Right, right, yeah. Solomon also fought against the town of Hamath Zoba and conquered it. Okay, I thought he did. But only I in the spring. I thought he was a peaceful king. But only in the spring. But I thought he wasn't a warring king. I thought he wasn't either, but God was wrong. Okay. God right. was wrong. Though this was after he built the temple, so. Yeah, like, he was like. Done, <laughs> now we can go back to war. Okay. Yeah. He rebuilt Tadmor in the wilderness. He just needed to add a tad more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was stupid. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I loved it. And he built towns in the region of Hamath as supply centers. Your early um, 
Walmart super center, if you will. I was thinking more of a supply center for his armies that are going to go fight people. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. He fortified the towns of Upper Beth Haran and Lower Beth Haran. Gotta get both sides. So. Both sides. Yeah. (laughs) Rebuilding their walls and installing barred gates. Okay. Okay. Yep. Ain't nobody getting in there Mm, now. Nope. Finally. Those gates are going to stop everybody. 20 years ago, they could because fuck them. I need my gold. But now I'm I'm working on it. Now. Now nobody could get in there. We're all good now. He also rebuilt Baloth. And other supply centers and constructed towns where his chariots and horses could be stationed. Okay. He built everything he desired in Jerusalem and Lebanon and throughout his entire realm. Mm, Everything he desired, huh? Yeah. Wow. Because he's the king. Yeah. He needs pretty things. Right. There were still some people living in the land who were not Israelites, including the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. If I recall, he, like, you know, made them go work for him on the temple. Yeah. So. They they were quarry slaves. Yeah, they were useful as He as appointed slaves. them. He appointed, yeah, that's he right. Appointed he appointed them. them. Yeah. It was nice. Not to enslave them, he appointed them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These were descendants of the nations whom the people of Israel had not destroyed mm. against God's, you know, decree. That right, they which wiped was them none out. of them. They didn't wipe any of them out, exactly. Right, right. So. Which, I mean, good, I'm glad, but that isn't what they're, they said their God wanted. Right, So right, yeah. they, they sucked. At, yeah, they sucked yeah. at doing what the God, their God wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So Solomon's conscripted them. Oh, first they were appointed, <laughs> but now they're conscripted. <laughs> which is it, Solomon? Are we conscripted or fucking appointed? Right. Can you right. make up your mind? One sounds like a kind request. Right. And the other sounds like an order. Right, yeah. Solomon conscripted them for his labor force, and they served as forced laborers to this day. Oh, forced laborers. It's so almost, a very, very nice so way. Close, of, yeah, yeah. So close to seeing slave. Right, yeah. But I'll, I'll just say it for them. Ready? Yeah. Slave. They right. were your slaves. Right. You enslaved them. Yes. Okay. But Solomon did not conscript any of the Israelites for his labor force. Because they weren't slaves, yeah. I guess. You know, because okay. you only slave people from other places. Right. Because you... You other them. That forced labor is slavery. Yes. And you don't generally make your own people be slaves. Right. Because, generally. Because you, you like to be on top. And to be on top, you have to have your people love you. And right. you can't yeah, they have won't them love, love you, you if you make them be slaves. Right. Right. So. But they might love you if you other the people from outside of your region and enslave them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because then they don't got to do the work. Right. And slavery right. is so cool, man. Yeah. Plus, they don't have to pay as many taxes because these people are just doing it for food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just got to feed them. Oh, just to be clear, in case anybody's new, fuck slavery and fuck oh, this yeah. king and fuck those I people. I thought that one without saying. Sorry. Right. But, you know, somebody may be new today and just want to sure. make sure that they get the slash S, you right, know, right. sarcasm tone. Right. We did find out today we are in the top 10% of all podcasts. So. We did find that out today. <laughs> and that y'all share us willy-nilly yeah like all over the right. fucking place yeah so, so thank you there, for that there could be a new listener today and right. just for you new listener we don't like slavery no definitely not we are We're liberal anti-slavery. freaks <laughs>
who who oppose these things. Yes, I don't. Yes. I wouldn't call us freaks for opposing slavery. Apparently, we are because uh, a lot of nations seem to enjoy it, and even America wants to get it back. I mean, it seems that way lately. So you know, apparently, being against slavery is kind of a freakish behavior. I guess I will wear that label proudly. I am a freak. I am anti-slave. Sure. Sure. Cool. Instead, he assigned them to serve as fighting men, his his people, sure. the Israelites. Right, yeah. Assigned those, those, those them. Those would be warriors, you know, like mm-hmm. your army. I mean, they're still kind of slaves, but they just get the more glorious Right, I, get the, I bet they get paid and fed better, too, though. Right. Officers in his army, commanders of his chariots, and charioteers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So they're not working class slaves. They're army slaves. Right. King Solomon appointed 250 of them to supervise his people. The slaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Solomon moved his wife, Pharaoh's daughter, from the city of David to the new palace he had built for her. Mm. He said, with his finger pointed in the air, My wife must not live in King David's palace, for the ark of the Lord has been there, and it is holy ground. Mm. And we all know that women have periods and cannot be holy. Didn't he end up with like a thousand wives or at least a harem or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. so his wife... His, His singular wife, mm-hmm. this I don't chick. think, was very consequential in anything. But she was Pharaoh's daughter, so it was obviously Okay, so the, a, the facade that he's putting on as far as, like, yeah. what, you know, this person represents for mm-hmm. political reasons. Yeah, it was a marriage the only of thing politics, yes. Right. And he did not want that menstruating bitch on holy ground. <laughs> because God knows that when blood comes out of your vagina, you are not holy. Right, yeah. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. Then Solomon presented burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar he had built for them, for him, sorry, for him, Yeah, had built for him in front of the entry room of the temple. So more burnt offerings. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. He offered the sacrifices for the Sabbaths, the new moon festivals, and the three annual festivals, which are the Passover celebration, the festival of harvest, and the festival of shelters, as Moses had commanded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good old Moses. In assigning the priests to their duties, Solomon followed the regulations of his father. David. David. God bless David. Couldn't go a whole chapter without mentioning David. No, we love David. Chronicler is in love. (laughs) He also assigned the Levites to lead the people in praise and to assist the priests in their daily duties. Yeah. You said duty. (laughs) And he assigned the gatekeepers to their gates by their divisions following the commands of David, the man of God. Yeah, that David. He's a good guy, man. He had it all together. He had his shit straight. He was good. He was one hoopy fruit who really sassed where his towel was at. (laughs) And if you know, you know. (laughs) Solomon did not deviate in any way from David's commands concerning the priests and Levites and the treasuries. So, Solomon made sure that all the work related to building the temple of the Lord was carried out from the day its foundation was laid to the date of its completion. That's awesome. Later, Solomon went to Ezion, Geber, and Elath, ports along the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. Hiram sent him ships commanded by his own officers and manned by experienced crews of sailors. These ships sailed to Ophir with Solomon's men and brought back to Solomon almost 17 tons of gold. Holy the shit. End. They could weigh that gold, apparently. They could weigh 17 tons of saying, gold. They, they got, so, like, apparently the part that they couldn't weigh earlier was more than 17 tons. Right. 
because apparently that was like maybe near the cutoff. Of, maybe 18. Maybe they maybe can't. Maybe 18 is the cutoff? Yeah, they can't count okay. to 18. Got it. Although Got it. I noticed that when it comes to troops, like they can count to the hundreds of thousands. Right, right. So, so that's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's odd. I wonder why sometimes they can't count and they struggle. they can't. I mean, you know, you can't, can't knock on. They're struggling. You know, they, they, they have a rough time counting. That's all. Um, yesterday I was doing senior math with my kiddo and we were working on, um, what is it? Arithmetic and geometric in, in differentials. And I forget what the other word was. I'm bored already. I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you were working on math. Yeah. And it involved more I than just I bet you guys counting. could weigh 18 tons. I bet we could. Yeah. I bet we could figure that shit out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was uh, Second Chronicles Chapter 8. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we'll be back with... Second Chronicles Chapter 9. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband! Wife! Um, before I ask you if you remember what happened yesterday... Yeah, you um, threw me off here a little bit. I know. Can I issue an apology? You can issue an apology. Okay. I already had you include it in the summary for yesterday's episode. Yeah. But I just wanted to verbally give an apology. I can't remember what it was in reference to, but I said something about menstruation and I I applied it across the board to women. Right. And that was not cool of me. And I just want to apologize to any trans or non-binary individuals listening who might have been hurt or bothered or like wish I had phrased that better and more inclusively because that's how I I want to be is the person who automatically speaks that way and knows that way. So I am very sorry. I do know that trans women are real women, not all women menstruate and not all who menstruate are women. I am aware of that. I am working to change my language to be more inclusive and I'm sorry that I wasn't. I am with you 100%. I also am working to work on my language in certain regards and it's not always easy. It's I mean, not. You get brought up a certain way and unfortunately things shit out of your mouth. Sometimes. They do. They do. So. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to be a person who says like things right. like that that hurt people. I don't want to hurt people. Yeah. And I want to be respectful of people. Right. So, sorry. That's not the person that I want to be. Sorry. And also, do you remember what happened yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to like transition from right. like awkward apology, stupid to like, okay. So I anyways, gave you the hand motion. I, I know. Like, you on, were like, wrap on. it up. Go, yeah. go, go. And I'm like, oh. uh-uh. So... Yesterday, uh, there was... He did a war. He did a war. Yeah, he was not peaceful in that sense. So right. And there was more David or something, I think. It's some, some, they mentioned him for sure. And then he made his slaves build things. That's right. There were slaves that they conscripted. And they could count to 17. Yeah, but maybe not 18. We're not sure. We're not sure. Okay. Yeah. So that was Second Chronicles chapter 8. It sure as fuck was. And today we're reading... Second Chronicles chapter 9. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Chronicles, chapter nine. And I'm so excited by this headline. Okay. I'm seriously You're really I'm, excited about I'm it. I'm very excited. Are okay, you ready? I'm ready. When the Queen of Sheba 
Wow, the, the Queen, Queen of Sheba, of yeah. Sheba no, makes this is her final. Yeah, right. Yeah. She comes in at last. Remember, we we got we watched that uh, Supernatural episode where apparently she was maybe a Nephilim or something. Maybe, yeah. Like was, but then remember, we were also talking about this a few episodes ago. Like, what did they just skip over Queen of Sheba, or has she not made an entrance yet? In, well, yeah. In Chronicles, right, right. But, you know, we we wondered if the Chronicler was going to give her a mention at all. Well, we wondered about Bathsheba. I don't remember talking about Queen of Sheba yet. But. I thought we did. But, you know, I get people mixed up when they have <laughs> the same first Bathsheba, letter. Bathsheba, Queen of Sheba, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, when she heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions, mm. which, according to Asimov, were, um, what are those called? Parables. Pa- not parables. Um, um, riddles. 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 That's right. Yeah. Riddle me this, bitch. Yeah. She arrived with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold, and precious jewels. Because when you go to riddle someone, you got to bring jewels and spices. I always do that, don't yeah. you? I mean, jewels and spices every I, time. I don't riddle people, but okay. Right. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. I fucking love riddles. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love riddles. When she met with Solomon, oh, I got to interrupt myself. Okay. Okay. Um, you know Stephen King's Dark Tower series? I do. My favorite one was... Oh, Blaine the Train. Blaine the Train. And I believe it was uh, the fourth book? Uh, sure. Wizard in Glass? I, Is that, you would know better than I would, so... I'm pretty sure that they spent part of that one on the train. Either okay. that or it was the third one. It was, it was either the third or the books. fourth. Yeah, sure. it was okay. either The Wasteland or Wizard in Glass. But Blaine the Train. And Blaine the Train and... Um, Eddie beat him with senseless riddles. Right, right. And if you know, you know, but that book was so fucking good. That's like my favorite part <laughs> of the whole series was listening to all those fucking riddles the whole way through. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Good. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had on her mind. Solomon had answers for all her questions. Because he's so fucking wise. He was the wisest. The wisest motherfucker He was such a ever. wise ass. Yeah. Nothing was too hard for him to explain to her. Solomon. And of course he had to explain it to her because mansplaining. Right. And women don't know shit. Right. And he's Solomon, for God's sake. God damn it. He's Solomon. When the Queen of Sheba realized how wise Solomon was. So wise. And when she saw the fucking palace he had built with his own two hands and all them fucking (laughs) pomegranates that he carved out his own self. (laughs) She was overwhelmed. Yeah, I bet she was. I bet, I bet she, she was. I bet she fainted. Mm, I bet she fainted so? on a fainting couch. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably. She was also amazed at the food on his tables, the organization of his officials and their splendid clothing. Yeah. The cupbearers and I their mean, those robes. Cup bearers, right? Am I right? And the burnt offerings yeah. that Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. That shit was all overwhelming. Y'all. I mean, he's known to slaughter hundreds of thousands of animals, so And I mean, he could even count as high as seventeen. Right. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's so overwhelming. And, wise. and, yeah. and overwhelming. It's yeah. Very, it's very, very capable. Very he's, capable. Yeah, he's very capable. <laughs> <laughs> she exclaimed to the king, everything I heard in my country about your achievements was and wisdom correct? is true. Oh, my. It's true and correct. Wow. I didn't believe what was said. I mean, how could you? It's so ridiculous. Until I arrived here and saw it with my own goddamn eyes. I mean, I'd have to see it. Right? <laughs> same, same. In fact, I had not heard the half of your great wisdom. Wow. Wow. Not the half, huh? Not the half. Apparently, news travels slowly. (laughs) (laughs) What you gonna do with our Twitters? Right. It is far beyond what I was told. Mm. Uh, You know what? I want to know who was spreading rumors, and I'm going to have them shot for not um, 
spreading them good enough. Right? Yeah. What do you mean you only heard the half of it? Right? You what, better have heard the whole only, of it. Were they only saying that I was kind of smart? Because right. I'll have you know I'm a wise ass. Yeah. Yeah, who okay. told you I was only half smart? Right? Ooh, bitches. How happy your people must be, she continued. I mean, he waited 20 years to help them, so. I know, I know. What a privilege for your officials to stand here day after day listening to your <laughs> wisdom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always think when I have to stand next <laughs> to somebody when, who's. That's when my boss is talking, that's what I'm thinking the whole time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a privilege to stand you here and stand next to this guy so talking. so smart, right? boss man. <laughs> You're not like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Whatever. Praise the Lord your God who delights in you and has placed you on the throne as king to rule for him. Because Mm. God loves Israel. Yeah. Eh? Eh? Just just to clarify, I do kind of like my boss. I know. But I I wouldn't want to listen to him, like, nonstop. Nobody wants to listen to anybody smart nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are smart people that I enjoy listening to, you, for example, <laughs> and there are smart people that I don't enjoy listening to, such right. as maybe your dad and brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very, I mean, very nice. They do anything for you, et cetera, et cetera. Very great. I love them to death, but their wisdom is a lot like Solomon's. It's a little... Too wise. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> there go some wise asses. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway... Um, yeah, design, God loves Israel of and desires this kingdom to last forever. It won't, though. He has made you king over them so you can rule with justice and righteousness. Yeah. He's a righteous dude. And apparently so you can have like a thousand wives. Mm-hmm. Or whatever they were. Right. Concubines. Something. She gonna fuck him, though. Remember, I told you that. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I cannot hear the word righteous def- in reference to a man mm-hmm. without thinking of, again, it's Stephen King. That's so funny. <laughs> this isn't where I meant to go with this. But in The Stand, uh, he, the devil, uh, Randall Flagg, he's walking around and he's singing the song that, um, oh, what's his name, wrote? It, the main, one of the main characters, not Stu Redman, but I, the singer I, man. I don't remember. Well, anyway, he wrote this song, and it was about a righteous dude. And Got it. so Got it. Randall Flagg is walking around singing that song. What a righteous, what a righteous man. Right. He's righteous man in his cowboy boots and right. his winky face, smiley Just in case anybody emoji. was wondering, wife is a big fan of Stephen King. I am, but it's only by coincidence and accident that the last two references I made were to his great works. Right. So, But, I mean, it could stand... To be true that you know you are such a fan, and that's why they stood out in your mind to come up just randomly okay, on a podcast. But, but I've also read the Anne of Green Gables series just as often, if okay. not more. All right, all right. and you don't see me quoting them. No, I sure so don't. So there don't. you have it. But Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, I quote one. them a lot. See, yeah. and that's not Stephen King. It's not. So Steve, there you nope, go. Ghostbusters is not Stephen King. Okay. We all learned something today. Fuck off. <laughs> then she gave the king a gift of 9,000 pounds of gold. She measured wow. that. Wow, yeah. They, need, they can count to nine. <laughs> they can count to nine. Or 9,000, I 9, guess. 9,000. Yeah, right. Great quantities of spices and precious jewels. They couldn't count those. No, those two, no, it was just they great. Were countless. Yeah. <laughs> Never before had there been spices as fine as those the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Those were some fine spices. Those spices were mighty fine, yeah. I will have you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we got to use some parentheses voice here. Ready? <laughs> Just make sure you speak up for mm-hmm, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right. In addition, the crews of Hiram and Solomon brought gold from Ophir, and they also brought red sandalwood and precious jewels. 
The king used the sandalwood to make steps for the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, and to construct lyres and harps, but not saxophones, for the musicians. Never before had such beautiful things been seen in Judah. End parentheses. That seems a little ill-placed. It does, right? Like, they're, they're ch- sitting here talking about what Queen Sheba brought, and, and then and all of like a sudden the they're like, by the way. Like, the chronicler's like, just so you know, other people brought shit, too. Right. No, I mean, Solomon specifically was, yeah. like, he brought stuff in. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he it brought wasn't, stuff, too. It wasn't just Queen of Sheba. All of okay? the stuff did not come from Queen Sheba. And it's like, we know, we know, guy, you can calm your tits. Right? We know. Yeah. Hakuna also, don't tatas. forget, David brought some shit, too. Oh, my God, David brought all the Man, shit. David brought, a, yeah, a ton. But you can't just let that go with... At least 17 tons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such bullshit. Like, can't you just let a girl bring some stuff? Cool. Right, yeah. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba whatever she asked for. Mm. I know what I I'd asked for. He did. Mm-hmm. Gifts of greater value than the gifts she had given him. Mm. So I mean, so that seems kind of pointless, right? It's kind of like, like a, here. Let me just pay you more than what you gave me for some reason. It's kind of like when you have a Christmas exchange with somebody, and you're each allowed to spend ten dollars, and so you each <laughs> go buy a ten dollar gift and they're exactly ten dollars and you exchange them and then you open them up and they're both the same ten dollar garbage. Thing. Right, yeah. Like uh, yeah. Exactly. One is one is a Yankee candle wannabe and the other is um, a self care kit that has like not bath and body work soap and lotion in it. I have never, never understood gift exchanges because mm-hmm. you know here here's why. I don't really care about the people that I'm, like okay, the people that I care to give gifts to when I give gifts, whether it be during Christmas or any time, mm-hmm. right, is going to be someone I love and care about, mm-hmm. right? And I give it to them because I love and care about them, right? But when you do a gift exchange with extended family or with coworkers I or something, have bowed out of that. I just feel like you're just dumping money into something for no fucking reason. I would rather that we all agree not to spend any money at right. all. I'm like, here's ten dollars or fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. Or $50 of my hard-earned money, and I'm going to get something shit in return, and you're going to get something shit in return. And we just pissed away 50 bucks each. Uh, I put a nix in that early on in our marriage. Yeah, no, your I family, know. I mean, no. to be fair, you have a lot of family on your side, and I was like, yeah. oh, we're not doing a gift exchange. Because I honestly, like, I resent every single dollar that I don't get to spend on us and our child. Right. I do. Right. I do. Especially when it's obligatory. Fuck off. Right. Like... I would love to buy presents for all our nieces and nephews, but as it is, I'm expected to buy presents for all of our nieces and nephews and then one obligatory person whose name well, I drew out of a hat. And more often than not, you know, me being a guy, I would end up with something like a multi-tool or a flashlight or some shit, and I'm like, I got this crap already. Ten years I got a whole fucking a toolbox at home. Like, I don't need a <laughs> fucking multi-tool of whatever. <laughs> and it's, it's just- not to sound ungrateful, but I'm just like... Keep your $10. Right. Keep it. I'm not saying, I'm not grateful to receive something. You know what? If you want to buy me something and you feel like it's in your heart to give it, that's one thing. But if it's because you drew my name out of a hat, just keep the money. You know what my gift is? My gift is getting to visit with family and friends Mm -hmm. and getting to spend time with them when I don't normally get to do that. Yeah. I don't agree with the, like, the gift exchange is just a stupid little stunt. Mm, Your family was so mad when I first brought that up. (laughs) And then... And then your brother, like, called us on the sly and was like, here, I'm just going to give you $50 right, for right. the gift exchange. And I was like, why don't you draw a name for me and give them the $50 <laughs> and just have it come straight from you? And he just totally didn't get, like, what I was saying. And I was like, right. I'm not doing it. 
Right. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I don't do obligatory gift giving, god damn it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you have it. Right. Sorry. No, it's fine. Anyways. Yeah. But that's not to say I love buying gifts though, but you know what? I like buying gifts when it's not forced upon me. Right. And I do buy nice things. I buy things that I'm I you know what? Here's how my gift giving works. I know I'm way off topic here, but here's how my gift giving works. I mean it is if the first I'm, day of December, so that is true. I'm just saying. I'm like walking through the world, right? Like I'm in a store or I'm on the Amazonians and, you know, just looking at shit, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that would be perfect for so-and-so. And it might be like March 3rd. Right. And if I've got the money, I'm buying it for that person right then and there because I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. Right. I wasn't looking for anything for anybody and I just saw this thing and it made me think of them and they need it. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me, I just wrote a um, blog post on our website and y'all should go check it out. Hmm. Um, but it is about a response to somebody that said that uh, atheists have no one to thank. Oh, my God. And in, in, in that article, I go on about maybe we should just, you know, get rid of holidays altogether. And because of obligatory gift giving and because of the stress and, and the capitalism everything that and... goes along with these holidays, yeah. you know, it's not that I don't like getting together with family. In fact, I like having days specifically where we're all off and can visit with each other. But the it is devolved into an like you said an obligatory gift giving time, right? And it just if it stresses me, you, and lots of other people in the world out that we have to abide by these things Weird. Yeah. that people want us to do, right? And sometimes we don't really even have the money to get gifts for our kid, let alone for yeah. everybody else in my extended family. Yeah. So it's just and and don't forget and plus the person whose name we drew. Right, right, yeah, that too. <laughs> that that we may not have even really wanted to get a gift for. Yeah. And that we, under normal circumstances, probably wouldn't have. Right, If right. we're being honest. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, more often than not, throughout our lives, we've been poor. And, and still, to this day, we get by, you know, meagerly. And somewhat. our Christmas is always nice, but only in our house. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, only in our house. <laughs> Me, so. you, and the kids, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And that's the funnest. I love our Christmases. I just feel sorry for everybody else who's not in them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, we have a great Christmas. Because if I only have $500 to spend, I do not want to spend $100 on other people. I want to spend all the $500 on just my family. Right. I'm selfish that way. Mostly on our kids. Yeah, I was going to say, the majority would be on the kids. Because right. I am... Very selfish in that I want my child to be the happiest because they don't have a lot of money. Right. So fuck off. Yeah. Also, um, the other day, they turned 18. Yes, they did. And um, I bought them a stretchy hamburger. <laughs> and that was, yes. <laughs> and that is, that is, is you perfectly. Guys, you guys can't imagine the reaction because it was such a great reaction to it. Like, I mean, our child was so happy that they got a stretchy hamburger it was the funniest I mean. <laughs> because it was so unexpected and this child loves stretchy toys yeah like to yes. a ridiculous stupid degree right even um, at 18 i think it's a sensory thing um i really do but um, regardless but they just so the joy that lit up our kid's face was just and no that wasn't the only thing but um they were gonna spend uh their actual birthday, birthday at their father's house. Right, and so right. I couldn't send them away without some small token. We're having the birthday party when they get back. I yeah. just had to send them away with something small and fun. And yeah, it was the perfect thing. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You don't have to spend a lot of money and you don't have to 
be this obligatory gift giver. You just have to know the people that you love and what's going to make them happy. And that's what I fucking did. Yeah. Stretchy hamburger, y'all. Try it. Yeah. Okay. Back so to the Bible now. Bathsheba and all her attendants returned to their own land. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's all that happened. Yeah. That's all See that ya. happened. See you guys. She came. She saw. She, she left. Yeah. She left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're moving on now. We're past her. We're past. Okay. No more Bath. No, no more. I just said Bath Sheba. God you damn did. it. Queen of Sheba. Fuck. Fucking Shebas. Huh. That's. Oh, nothing. Never mind. I was reading a book and one of the characters was Sheba, but it wasn't a Stephen <laughs> King book. Anyways. <laughs> Whatever. Jesus. Each year, Solomon received about 25 tons of gold. Uh, okay, about. Okay. Yeah, approximately. He didn't measure it yeah, so much. He didn't right. have to. It was approximately. Yeah. No. This did not include. The additional revenue he received from merchants and traders, all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the provinces also brought gold and silver to Solomon because he's so fucking wise. Yeah. Yeah. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold, each weighing more than 15 pounds. We already know this. Mm -hmm. Instead of spending it on his people, just, mm -hmm. just clarifying, he, just did, he did not use all this gold to spend on his people no. and make their lives amazingly good. He made good his house Because pretty. he had enough money to make all of their lives amazingly good. Mm -hmm. But he's, he made gold shields. Yeah. So He wanted to make his house pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He also made 300 smaller shields of hammered gold, each weighing more than seven pounds. Mm. The king placed these shields in the palace in the forest of Lebanon. Okay. Then the king made a huge throne. Decorated with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. Oh my God. The throne had six steps with a footstool of gold, so they can count to six. Right. Who yeah. needs a fucking footstool of gold? I don't eat, know. Eat my whole entire ass. Yeah. There were armrests on both sides of the seat, and the figure of a lion stood on each side mm. of the throne. Yeah. You've got to have the lion. Right. There were also 12 other lions, one standing on each end of the six steps. To represent the 12 tribes of... Israel, probably. I bet you're probably right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No other throne in all the world could be compared with an exclamation point. None, even though they haven't been anywhere outside of the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. So, no other throne. Not in the whole yeah. fucking world, they know. Not in the whole world. They've, they've seen the uh, Incans land, mm -hmm. and they know that that's not you know good there. Mm -hmm. um, they've been all over been Egypt. Everywhere. Yeah. They know all about the Mayans. And, right, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no other None. throne was that pretty. Zero. Yep. Even though... Even though their god was just only of their little corner of land. Right, right. They, they'll be the ones to tell you what's pretty. Yeah. Fuckers. Mm -hmm. All of King Solomon's drinking cups were solid gold. I don't recommend <laughs> drinking out of a solid gold cup, y'all. Right. As were all the utensils in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. Mm. They were not made of silver, for silver was considered worthless in Solomon's day! Exclamation point. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Right? Get over yourself. The king had a fleet of trading ships of Tarshish. Why didn't he make his uh, fleet of trading ships ships made out of gold? I wonder. You know why didn't I he just make? Why he could have just gold plated the ships? Why didn't he make the ocean out of gold? Right. Yeah. He had a sea. He could make the ocean out yeah. of gold. Yeah. Why didn't he just pour gold into the streets? Why didn't he just coat all of his people in gold? Right. Yeah. Ugh. The king had a fleet of trading ships of Tarshish, manned by the sailors sent by Hiram. Once every three years, the ships returned, loaded with gold, ivor, ivory, silver, apes, and peacocks. Wait, I thought they just said silver was worthless, so why would they worry about silver? Mm, I think they were overstating their mm, case a little. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't worthless. Okay. <laughs> it just wasn't I mean, as good as gold as all. It was worth transporting, apparently. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so King Solomon became richer and wiser. 
Richer Wait. and wiser. How, Transporting how you... gold into your into your bank makes you wiser. I Man, don't see the correlation that there. That would that would make like uh, Jeff Bezos one of the wisest people on the planet. And same thing with Elon Musk, right? And I know that That's to be false. Right, that yeah. is absolutely false. Yeah. That would mean that Trump, because he's got a gold ass toilet. No, he's actually pretty much not rich. But he has lots of gold. He does have lots of gold. And but I it's know for a fact he is something. not wise. It's <laughs> for his little pea brain because I, I know he's not wise. Right. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So he became richer and wiser than any other king on earth. That indicates. Do you think he read encyclopedias? Because I do a lot of reading. They didn't I even become have wise. encyclopedias back then. I'm just saying. How did he become wiser and wiser and wiser? It, they're equating they're, wisdom. Yeah, to they're equating wisdom money. with money. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's so childish and gross. And that's different in the Bible how from what we've read? It's just pissing me off. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. I didn't take my pills this morning, and it shows. (laughs) Kings from every nation came to consult him and to hear the wisdom God had given. Oh, my phone just died. Oh, that's not a good thing. No, it didn't. Oh, it just turned off the the brightness. I'm at at 5%. Oh, shit. You got a cord? It's in there. Okay. Well, you read. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Um, he became richer. Kings from every nation came to consult him and to hear the wisdom God had given him. Year after year, everyone who visited brought him gifts of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, and mules. Mm. I really like the um, peacocks he mentioned earlier. Yeah. I want peacocks. Yeah. You never buy me a peacock. I never buy you a peacock, no. Ever. So I do go get your charging cord in the middle of a podcast because you're... Phone's dying. I thought we were going to edit that out, but I oh, guess we're we? not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his horses and chariots, and he had 12,000 horses. He stationed some of them in the chariot cities and some near him in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The king made silver as plentiful in Jerusalem as stone. That's and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're still trying to find a plug. And valuable cedar timber. Whoo, whoo, you just made it because I was down to 3%. <laughs> Almost died. And valuable cedar timber was as common as the sycamore fig trees that glue in the glue. Grew, grow, grew, grow. They grow yeah. in the foothills of Judah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and many other countries. Okay. Just so you know. Right. I mean, that's important. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dude about to die. Here we go. Oh, man. The rest of the events in Solomon's reign from beginning to end are recorded in and also in that book that and this one book. book. Yeah, that Those book. Those books. Those books. Concerning Jeroboam, son of Naboth. Okay. Solomon ruled in Jerusalem overall Israel for 40 years. For 40 years. 40. Yep. yep. Not 41. Is he going to leave all the bad shit out at the end? Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. When he died, he was buried in the city of David. Mm, okay. Named for his father. Then his son Rehoboam became the next king. The end. So they're going to leave off the whole... Like, there was a whole chapter of him doing shit. Like, and he having was, thousands of wives. Right. Like... No, we don't need to worry about that. He just leaves that bit out, huh? This is Second Chronicles. We don't I know, need to worry about I know. that. This is like the... The, the, the pretty edited, version. Pretty version, yeah. Yeah. This I'm really is, not. I'm not approving of this. Like no. I don't. I don't think this is okay. No, this is not the way you summarize something. Right. You include the good and the bad. You know what? You include the good and the bad, and when you're bad, you apologize for it, like I did. 
Sure, if you, I mean, okay, it's already in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to put this in there also, which I know, I know, he didn't know it was going to go in the Bible next to this other shit, so whatever. Right. But, like, there needs to be, like, somebody else should have added an addendum to be like, this is why this happened in there, and this is what happened, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, P.S. Yeah, right, (laughs) P.S. He was kind of a shitbag in the last chapter over there, so, like, this is what actually happened, and it wasn't as bad as it seemed because of this. Like, you know, be an apologist, whatever. Sure. But... Say it. Like, don't just pretend it didn't happen because we already read that it did fucking happen. Right. So you can't tell us it didn't. I mean, they're not telling us it didn't. They just don't say it, you know? It's lies by omission. Right, right. It's kind of bullshit. I don't think he was wise. What do you think? I don't think he was wise either. I think he was just rich. I think he was just rich. Yeah. But I guess we'll never know because we can't, you know, we can't riddle him. (laughs) (laughs) That was so stupid. It really was. (laughs) All All right, all right. Uh, that was Second Chronicles chapter nine, Cheers, and tomorrow we will be back with Second Chronicles chapter ten. We'll see you guys then. We'll have a charged up phone even. Mm-hmm. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Well, the uh, chronicler was in rare chronicle form. No, normal chronicler form, mm-hmm. and he skipped over all the bad shit for uh, Solomon. The end of his life. Yeah. yeah. He was like, no, he was all good. Yep. And and David, David, David. Yep. Oh, and Solomon, Solomon, Solomon. Mm-hmm. And nothing bad to see here. Nope. Ah. Nope. And that then was... he barely even mentioned the Queen of Sheba. She yeah. came and riddled and left. Right, right. And yeah. and also so many gold. Yeah, lots of gold. Gold, gold, tons, gold. Tons and tons of gold. And gold means wisdom. Yeah. And silver's worthless, but he's still going to transport it. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, Second Chronicles chapter nine. Sure, as fuck was. And today we're gonna be getting into Second Chronicles chapter ten, and Solomon's dead. Yeah, he is. All right, let's do this. Okay. Okay, we're in Second Chronicles chapter ten, and we are going to read about Rehoboam. Okay, the guy that took over after Solomon. Yeah, I was going to say, I barely remember him at all. Yeah, I I don't really either all that much. Was he good? Was he bad? I I don't know. He was Solomon's son, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. So Rehoboam went to Sheshem. Sheshawan chicken. (laughs) Where all... What? (laughs) Sheshem. Okay. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Naboth, heard this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. Oh, damn. Oh, see, in my head, I, I just confused Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Mm. Those names are too similar for yes, me. Yes, they, they are. those are too similar for you? They are. Hmm. Because okay. they both end with Boam. Got it. Yeah. And one is Reho and the other is Jero. Got it. And then Boam. Yeah, Boam. Okay. Yeah, those are two similar. It's the other bone. (laughs) Throw me a bone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, Rehoboam is the son of Solomon, and he became king, and he went to Sheshem. Right, and then this other guy came. Jeroboam was in hiding in Egypt. Was he maybe son of Solomon also? I 
I really don't remember. I don't remember either. I'll be honest. Yeah, we uh, should have paid better attention to the lineage, I guess. I, I guess, but, I mean, there was too many. Yeah. And, anyway, the chronicler is going to tell us who's what anyway. Probably, yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Okay. The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam, so that's the Heidi guy. Yeah. Okay, Jeroboam and all Israel went to speak with Rehoboam, and that's the son. I think Rehoboam only lasted like a couple of weeks. I could be wrong here. That could be. I, I think, honestly I think don't he didn't remember. last very long. Oh, damn. Listen to this. Yeah. Your father was a hard master, they said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I kind of remember this now a little bit. Because he had slaves, and the slaves right. were like, could we not now? I mean, I guess, yeah. Right? Because they were like, Layton, the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us, motherfucker. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Mm-hmm. And Rehoboam was like, nah. Rehoboam. 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 Rehoboam replied, come back in three days for my answer. Mm. I would have crept out the back door if I were right, him. yeah. <laughs> come back in three days because I won't be yeah, here. right. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we get residual Solomon. Yeah, yeah. What's your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? Fuck me. I don't even know what to do. My father was the wise ass. I'm the dumb dumb. <laughs> I added all that last bit. Yeah, I bit. know. The older counselors replied, if you are good to these people and do your best to please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. Yeah. Like, imagine Duh. when you are nice to people, people are nice to you back, right. usually. It's amazing. And if they're not, they're assholes. Right. But then you're the good one and they're the asshole. Sure. So yeah. you get to sleep good at night. Right. I, I don't understand why this is like... I'm thinking he doesn't follow their, he their doesn't. advice. Yeah. Because the very next sentence is, but <laughs> <laughs> Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had mm. grown up with him and were now his advisors. But advisors, they're his friends. They're his and pals. They're going to tell him whatever the fuck he wants to hear. They all went to Yale and Harvard together. Right. They yeah. all They all partied at the fucking beer bong festival with fucking what's the drunk ass supreme court justice kavanaugh yeah they all went to school with him right and what did they like come on bro man just 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 do what you gotta do man stand on your head and drink it you gotta let these people push you around (laughs) what is your advice he asked his buddy pals how should i answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father the young men replied this is what you should tell those complainers <laughs> who want a lighter, a lighter burden. Mm. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. I kind of remember that. Mm. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier, stupids. Mm. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, he's going to beat him with scorpions. I don't think this is going to come to pass. Do you think that it ever is good for people who don't work to call people who are working complainers for saying, could we work a little bit less like y'all? Oh, no. No, that's never a good idea. Like, why, why, just why do you think that you are in a position to tell people who don't work how 
Oh, okay. It's called privilege. And, yes. And, you know, yes. it's called privilege. It's called privilege. Yeah. And it's like, you. I worked hard to get where I'm at. What right. did you do? Put your fucking pants on this morning? Because <laughs> that's what we all fucking do, asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision just as the king had ordered. Mm-hmm. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to them, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors because he's a dumb fuck and followed the counsel of his younger advisors that he drank beer with with yeah, Kavanaugh. right. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I'm going to beat you with scorpions. What you think about that? I think they think they're going to kill him. I hope they do, honestly. That's what I think. That's what he gets. Yeah. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of events was the will of God, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Naboth, through the prophet Ahijah, or Ahijah, I don't remember, from Shiloh. Okay. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to him, they responded, down with the dynasty of David! (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) That that shit lasted real long, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So all the people of Israel returned home. They were like, bitch, bye. Yeah. (laughs) But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, Adoniram, yeah, who was in charge of forced labor. Mm, Slaves. (laughs) He is like, go get my slaves in order to restore order. But the people of Israel stoned him to death. Oh, shit. Damn. Who's going to be whom with a fucking scorpion? Uh, Yeah. I think the people going to beat the king. Right. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He's like, oh, shit. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. Mm. The fucking and Even though, like, literally, I mean, like, that was God's whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. descendants of David will rule. Yeah. For all time. All time. And then, like, immediately day. past Solomon, they're like, nah. oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God forgot. Well, that was quick. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Whatever. Stupid. This right? Whole it's thing really is fucking stupid. stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. But it is what it is. The slaves revolted and the king ran away. Yeah. That's what happened. Yep. All right. Well, that was Second Chronicles chapter 10. Sure as fuck was. And we will be back tomorrow, which is Saturday. With Q&A Saturday. And then Sunday, we're going to be back with... Sacrilegious Book Club. We'll also and have our weekly, weekly replay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back on Monday with... Second Chronicles chapter 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Um, do you know what today is? I do. It's Saturday. It is. It's Q&A Saturday. That's right. And yes. what are we going over today? Um, we are going over what I'm calling the Queen of Sheba reprisal. Ah, so we covered her a while back in mm-hmm. First Kings, I believe. First Kings, and it was the chapter 6 through 10 Q&A that posted on August 13th. 
Okay. Of 2022. And we're doing a little bit of a what deeper dive today? A little bit of a deeper dive because I did not get my fill, and we, we need mentioned more Queen her. Of Sheba. Well, we mentioned her this week because well, we're doing yeah. cream or cream <laughs> Second Chronicles. Yeah, that one. Chroni- chronicling, yeah, Second Chronicles. And um, I thought this would be a good time to go back and do a little bit more of her that I missed the first time around. Can't get enough Queen of Sheba. <sighs> Ever. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and hop into this. Sounds good. Okay, so the queen of motherfucking Sheba. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Is that like Sheba cat food? You said that last time. Did I? You did. Man, when you got to cover so much shit, like you can't remember what jokes you've used. Even though they're bad ones. Well, here's the know? thing. I re-listened to that episode. <laughs> and you're like, you just said that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I literally listened to it earlier this evening so that I could remember what all I had said about her. And I'm hoping to not repeat everything I said about her. Got it. I will touch on some I can't similar hope stuff. It. I was, I mean, Shiba Cat Food. I was a, I, I managed I a pet store for like forever. I know. You so, did. I mean, did. it was just, on, it's on my brain. It's, it's one of those things. I still know UPC codes for like all kinds of shit I shouldn't know UPC codes for. I mean, how from that long place. were you with them? You were with them from the time you were a teenager. I was in high school. Yeah, I was with that company for like twenty years. Yeah, so that makes sense. Dating myself a little bit there. You are so hey. old, and the company isn't even around anymore. <laughs> yeah. They sold. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You're so old. Yeah. Okay, so the Queen of Sheba is found in all three of the Abrahamic faiths. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But they all have a little bit of different um, flavor to the story. Sure. Of course. And most people regard her as just a legendary figure. And right. Just as having appeared in. I didn't even know that she was in the Bible or any of the religious texts. I just knew her as a Egyptian queen. Right. Is what I thought. Right. So. And even at that, like you said that last time too. <laughs> You're going to call me out every time, aren't you? Well, no, because it matters because she is only an Egyptian queen in the, like, sliverest, the tiniest sliver of the stories about her. Got it. And yet that's what you and I both kind of thought of her as. Right, right. And she's just not really that. Interesting. If anything at all. Interesting. Yeah. And she's known by many names. Okay, I'm going to go off topic slightly here just because it's so interesting to me. And you know how I love me a good A, rabbit hole, B, literary story. Right, right. Okay, so have you heard of Boccaccio? No. Okay, so he's um, a Christian author who, um, he he was an Italian writer and he um, was one of the earliest, um, most famous Italian writers um, during the, um, oh shoot, the Enlightenment. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, his most notable work is the Decameron. Have you heard of that? I have heard of that, yes. That predates, um, Chaucer's, um, the Canterbury Tales. Okay. And the Canterbury Tales took influence in the way it set up its story, it, as a frame story from Boccaccio's The Decameron. Okay. Okay. Yep. And it's a frame story is a collection of short stories that um, are combined into one. Right, right. So 
most people will be familiar with the Canterbury Tales, and that's the way the Decameron is set up. Okay. So right. the reason I'm seeing all that um, is that, remember I just said prior to this, that the Queen of Sheba is known by many different names. Yeah. And one of those names, Giovanni Boccaccio, um, referred to her as Nicola or Nicola. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's one of the many names she's known by as. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Arab sources refer to the Queen of Sheba as Balkis or mm. Bilkis. Okay. And Ethiopians refer to her as Makita. Okay. And I will get to more on her in a little bit. Okay. Okay. We're going to tell that story, Makita. Very important. Okay. And actually, that's the one we should know her as the queen of anything. Got <laughs> should it. be that one. Got it. Okay. So in the Quran, the story of Sheba begins with a bird known as a hoopo who brought news to Solomon about the land of Sheba. Okay. Okay. The hoopo reported that this land was governed by a woman who has been given of all things and she has a great throne. Okay. So she's rich. She's got everything. She rules her people. She awesome. But okay. it can't be as good of a throne as Solomon's throne. Mm, it was. Okay. Oh, oh. But the hoopo. That's what the Bible says. Well, the Bible doesn't tell all the stories. Okay. <laughs> the hoopo found that the queen and her subjects were, quote, prostrating to the sun instead of Allah. Oh. Okay. They prayed to a sun king or right. a sun god. Yeah. Okay. Something that actually physically exists, sort mm -hmm. of the sun. Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's there. Exactly. We can, we can see and, it. We don't. We, should, we shouldn't look at it, but we could. I mean, Trump did. Trump did. Yeah. <laughs> so hearing this report from his bird, um, Solomon commanded the hoopo to deliver a letter to the Queen of Sheba in which the queen is invited to submit to Allah. You're saying this is a bird. Uh, the bird. The bird's delivering yeah. a message? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a fancy name for a bird. Well, and all. But, I like, it's still to, a bird. I would have to research this more, but I believe a hoopo figures prominently in some Native American stories as well. Hmm. Um, I, I could be talking, I could be talking out of my ass, but it strikes me that that is true. Okay. Um, so it's I would not find that surprising. odd being different continents that hadn't really been right. You know, but joined. I'm almost positive I've heard a Native American story that. Heavily featured a hoopo. Okay. So it's not unusual is what I'm saying that a bird would be a deliverer of news and um, something that. Well, yeah, they've got knows. carrier pigeons. They've got, you know, I mean, yeah, I get that. But, but it speaks. It's just, right. That's odd. Right, right. So although the queen was aware of her kingdom's mighty military. Um, I would hope she is. I'm just saying, like, she, she <laughs> talked to her people in charge and was like, how should I respond to this invitation to like okay. give up our, um, our faith, our religion and go do this one instead. How should I respond? Okay. And so her leaders were like, we should, you know, go conquer and kick their asses. So right. that's what I mean by she's aware oh, of their okay. might. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So instead she opted for a more diplomatic approach and she decided to send them a gift and to see what reply the messengers would respond with. Okay. Okay. But the gifts sent by the Queen of Sheba to Jerusalem were rejected by Solomon. Wait, what? They That's were not rejected. what it said in the Bible. 
Well, no, this is the Quran I'm talking about. This oh. is a different story. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm telling the story of the Queen of Sheba from the Quran. Oh, okay. Which involved this hoopah. No, I, that's, that's fine. Okay. okay. Sorry. So, I apologize. So, Solomon was like, yo, bitch, I hear you're rich and whatever, but yeah. y'all are praying to the wrong God. I really think you ought to do this Allah chick guy. Chick, chick guy. This Allah <laughs> guy instead of your son guy. Right. And so... um. The advisors were like, uh, let's go kick his ass. Okay. And Sheba's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me just send him a present and see if we can smooth things over. But he's like, nah. And Solomon's like, nah. Yeah. Right. So he sends in this, back. Ver- in this version. Yeah. Because he's like, this is what he said. Do you provide me with wealth? But what Allah has given me is better than what he has given you. Rather, it is you who rejoice in your gift. Hmm. So he's saying, you gave this to me like you think it's awesome. Yeah. But I've got everything I need. I've got all my riches and I've got my God. Okay. Who's the best. Right. So what you're giving me, you it's only great in your eyes. Okay. It's not great in my eyes. All right. That's what he's saying. Okay. Okay. And so he threatened to take military action if the queen still did not submit. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she's like, all right. But instead of going to war with him, she decided to travel to Jerusalem mm. with more gifts. Okay? That's brave. And that's... That part That's the kind story of, we kind of know. Kind of know, yeah. Okay. Where she travels to go see him. Got it. Right? Yeah. So Solomon's jinns, in this story, he has jinns, not just military advisors and like all that stuff. Mystical beings. Yes. Jinns. Yes. That, okay. Okay. Just checking. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They were afraid that the king would be tempted to marry the queen, and one of them whispered to Solomon that the queen had hairy legs and the hooves <laughs> of an ass. <laughs> And now I've thought I've seen that he did marry her at some point in some stories. In he some does. stories, okay. Yeah, in this one we're not there yet. Okay, okay? all right. And okay, I'm gonna step outside of the Quran for a minute. There are other stories that do report that the queen had these um, hairy legs, hooves of an ass, etc. Because remember, she might have been descended from Nephilim. Satan. Or she might have been descended, a Nephilim descended from, um, right. you know, some fallen angel, right. et cetera, et cetera. So that that story kind of corresponds with other stories. Okay. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, there's also a very feminist spin on this where they're saying that um, the reason she was painted as a woman with hairy legs was because she was in a man's role. And so this showed her as having disgusting man-like taking the role of a man basically yeah yeah so um you know there's all these different spins on why she would have had hairy legs much less the hooves of an ass right okay even in some stories she's equated to lilith oh wow yeah and we'll do a deep dive on lilith someday but i'm sure the bare minimum you are familiar with is that she was around before eve she was adam's first um wife, partner wife ish but she refused to submit to him she wanted to ride on top right she wanted to do yeah, the cowgirl yeah. instead of <laughs> you know be on the bottom right and um Adam's like, adam was need, having none of that. this ain't gonna work yeah which is just weird to me because like men today like seem to you know like enjoy all different positions so sure. i don't yeah. know whatever right so whatever Anyway, so Solomon, being curious about whether or not she had hairy legs or even the 
hooves of an ass. Right. Um, ordered a glass floor to be built before his throne. <laughs> and so after that, the Queen of Sheba was invited into the palatial hall. And mistaking the glass floor for water, she lifted her skirt in order to avoid wetting her clothes. Oh. When the queen lifted up her skirt to cross the quote-unquote water, yeah. it was revealed that she did have hairy legs. Oh, wow. But, but not the, uh, whatever, the hooves of an ass? It, it, those aren't mentioned anymore. Oh, okay. Um, that, the, the hooves only appear in some stories. Okay, okay. okay. Um, it's the hairy legs One that are One would assume here. that if they had seen hooves of an ass, that would be, it would have been reported sure, in that, that portion sure, of it. So, yeah. Yeah. But she did have the hairy legs. Got now, it. Also, what this revealed was that she was not as wise as um, she was taken to be, right? Because she was fooled by the glass. Mm, okay. Okay. So that, like, humiliated her. Definitely Solomon is still the wisest at sure, this point, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, Solomon ordered his gins to create a depilatory for the queen. And I, I had to look that up. A depilatory is a cream or a lotion for removing unwanted hair. Think of, like, nair. Wait, he... Uh... <laughs> He was like, your hairy legs... No, he didn't offer. He demanded. Wow. Your hairy legs are bullshit. I'll not have that. You guys go create some nair. Okay. You got a... The Queen of Sheba's got a big-ass army. Mm -hmm. And she's coming to visit your ass to, like, suss Mm -hmm. out whether she's going to attack you or not. And you're like, you're going to bow to my whim. Mm -hmm. And what? And shave your legs. That's crazy. Yeah. But the Queen of Sheba admitted her mistake. Because, you know, she... She's trying. She was tricked. She realized the right. error of her ways and she submitted to Allah because you oh, know, she got knocked wow. down a notch. Okay. So that's the story in the Quran. Okay. okay? Yep. And she was brought to Allah. Got okay? it. Yep. So in the Hebrew Bible, the Queen of Sheba is said to have tested Solomon with riddles and those riddles are not found in the text itself, right? No. And remember, we didn't even know it was riddles when we were reading it. We thought it was actual questions. She came to him with important questions. Right, right. Right? And then it was only through reading... In our first Q&A that we realized that those hard questions were We're riddles. riddles. Right. So, yeah, of course those riddles aren't in the Bible. Right, right. right. They are, however, found in the Midrash, which is the Jewish story. Interesting. Of Queen of Sheba. Yeah. The Midrash is writings on the Torah and not only the Queen of Sheba. things and, yeah. Right. Right. The way I phrase it, though, sounded like the Midrash is a story about, but it's not. The Midrash is supplemental writings and tales and interpretations, one of which includes the Queen of Sheba and includes these riddles, which I'm about to read to you some oh, of them. Oh, man. Okay? All right. They're stupid. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. And I bet you get this first one. Okay. In the Midrashic account, the Queen of Sheba's first riddle is as follows. How can a woman say to her son, your father is my father? Your grandfather, my husband, you are my son, and I am your sister. Wow. It's a um, Bible story. Okay. Um, that's, I, I'm, I, I'd have to pause too long to put it together. Okay. Because, I mean, honestly, I'd have to work that out in my brain. Well, if you're going with incest, <sighs> you're on the right track. Oh, okay. And it would have to be. Okay. For all those things to be true. Right. No? no Nothing? No. Okay. Solomon's answer to the riddle was that the two daughters of Lot, okay. who got their father drunk, had sex with him, got pregnant as a result, and bore sons. Got it. Got okay. It. Okay. So, I think if I had... I was... I, I mean, I that's... It was... Yeah. 
if I had led you down the path enough, you probably would have got there. Right, right. But yeah, I just I so, couldn't. It was it, it required was too, too much many. thinking in the middle of a podcast. I, I know. Do I it. put you on the so, spot. I'm yeah. sorry. So next, the Queen of Sheba brought a group of children before Solomon. They were all of the same height and wore the same attire. The queen told Solomon to distinguish between the boys and girls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The king had some nuts and roasted ears of corn scattered before the children. Okay. Okay. The boys, who were not bashful at all, collected them and tied them within the hems of their garment, while the girls, who were bashful, tied them within their outer garments, since the bodies would since their bodies would be revealed if they had done the same as the boys. Mm. So it's basically whether they put them in their fucking aprons or not. Got it. That's you know? not much of a riddle, really. That's no, just a that's test. just a, a dumb trick. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, lastly, the queen brought a group of men before Solomon and asked him to distinguish between the circumcised and uncircumcised. <laughs> yeah. Solomon had the Ark of the Covenant brought out and opened, which seems rather what? frivolous use of it to me. Right. And the circumcised stood or bowed their bodies to half their height while their countenances were filled with the radiance of God, whereas the uncircumcised fell prostrate on the ground. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, whatever. So remember I said before that, and that's the end of that, okay? Yeah. Remember when I said before that she's considered by most um, to be just a legendary figure? Sure. Okay, well, she's considered by the Ethiopians Definitely to have existed and is revered as the mother of their nation. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's believed to have been the founder of the Solomonic dynasty in their country, which ruled over Ethiopia until its last ruler, Haile Selassie I, was deposed in 1970 fucking four. Holy shit. Right? Solomonic. Solomon. Yes. Of Solomon. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So in this story, this is an Ethiopian story, okay? okay. Remember I said I would get back to the yeah, what yeah, the yeah. Ethiopians called her? Right. Okay. Um, her name is Makito. And in this story, Makito is said to have stayed in Jerusalem for six months where she learned from Solomon. Okay. You know, as the wise man that he was or whatever, sure. yeah, right? Right. On the last night of her stay, she was tricked by the king into having sex with him <laughs> because men are gross. And let me tell you how it happened. It's so disgusting and I hate him. Okay. Okay? Yeah. According to the tale, Solomon had invited the queen to a banquet during which spicy food to induce her thirst was served. Okay. After the banquet, the king invited her to stay in his palace for the night. The queen agreed on the condition that he would not take her by force. Solomon agreed to that on the condition that the queen would not take anything from him by force. This is a lot of conditions. Right. Okay, all right. Makita, though slightly offended, agreed to those terms. Sure. In the middle of the night, she woke up as she was very thirsty from all the fucking spicy food she'd had. And she reached for a jar of water close to her bed. Uh huh. Solomon appeared, warning the queen that if she drank the water, she would be breaking her oath. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Her thirst, however, was too strong and she drank the water, thus freeing Solomon from his oath. Oh my God. The two ended up spending the night together, which uh, is a fancy way of saying she was thirsty and he fucking raped her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even if she succumbed, even if she like said, fine, 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 I'll have sex with you. Just let me drink the water. Right. It was still rape. Right. Because she had said early on, I do not want to have sex right. with you. Right. So even if it wasn't violent, just to be clear, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and 
um, non-binary folk and everybody who is listening. Right. That was rape. Yep. Okay. Now, Makita became pregnant. When she returned to her kingdom in Ethiopia, she gave birth to a son, Menelik, who became the first emperor of Ethiopia. Interesting. Menelik's authority is further solidified when he brings the Ark of the Covenant to Ethiopia. Wait, 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 wait. What? That's where the Ark is in this story. No shit. Mm -hmm. And this dynasty ruled until 1976, you said? 1974. Now, to be clear, I was born in 1975, okay? Right. So, I just want everybody to understand, we're talking about fucking modern times. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like. No, that's crazy. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, also, he's supposed to have looked just like his father, except for black. Huh. Yeah. And I got into some other stuff that I had to leave out, but it's too interesting not to just give it a mention. Um, that most art depicting not just the Queen of Sheba, but many um, um, important figures throughout history, particularly women in art are always depicted as having white skin. Yeah. But they should all have brown skin. Right. Obviously. Right. But it bears saying that this particular figure, the Queen of Sheba, is always depicted as having white skin, even though she definitely was a black woman. Gotcha. And particularly if you're going to tell this story. Right. If she's from Ethiopia, she should have brown skin and her child has brown skin. Right. So, just thought I'd put that out there. Yeah, yeah. So, some traditions state that her father is the king of Yemen and her mother is a jinn, making her what? A half-demon. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, I couldn't find any of the spider stories that I referenced earlier, so we're going to have to do another deep (laughs) dive on Sheba at some point. Right, right. Because... There's a lot there. There's so much. Yeah. There is so much, considering that... She's only barely mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, no, that's and, really cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm so entranced with this lady. I'm, I, I said I that have, last time. I, I mean, I have to know more at this point about the fucking, the reign of the Solomonic um, Empire, Empire yeah. that reigned until 1974. Menelik. I need to that's know more crazy. about Menelik. Like, there's, they could have been interviewed on TV. Right? Like, these, what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Deposed in 1974. Right. Is when that rain ended. That's insane. I had no idea. Well, yeah. I mean, I I didn't even know that. I didn't. I mean, I had no idea at all. Yeah. Like, just none. Yeah. So, that's, that's just crazy. To that point, the Ark of the Covenant could be somewhere in right? Ethiopia. Right. Like, Maybe that's, like, that's where it was during the Babylonian exile. Maybe. maybe. You know? We stopped just... kind of hearing about it after Solomon. So, like, it, right. it kind of makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, who fucking knows? Has anybody looked over there? Maybe they ought to. Right. Yeah. Just saying. It'd be funny if it just showed up one day like, there oh, it is. By the way, it's over there in Ethiopia. Right? Did y'all know? I mean, if you stored that for th- as a family dynasty for thousands of years. Right. Like, they probably put it somewhere pretty fucking safe. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? And even if they got deposed, like, getting to it might pose difficult. Deposed is not the same thing as fucking sacked. Right. You right. know what I mean? Deposed is not your kingdom got swept and your kingdom got melted. Right, right. Deposed is a more like paperwork and, you know, walked out of the room. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's possibilities 
galore. And I right. just, I'm so intrigued by this story. Yeah, when, they, when that happened, the family could have been like, yeah, you sure, you guys, the world's sure as hell not getting this now. Right. Like, we'll just keep you this forever. So. Right. Descended from Solomon, perhaps. That's crazy. Right? Yep. Okay, so that's what I have this week for our Q&A. Didn't answer any questions. No, but it but was fun. I needed to know more about this bitch. Obviously. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was really cool. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be on time for our book club tomorrow because we do have a birthday party thing going on tomorrow. Because we have a child that just turned 18. But we're going to do our fucking best. So just like kind of bear with us. It might end up being later in the evening or something, but it will be out. It'll be out. I just don't know when. And right. we're going to have a house full of kids. Kid, well, well, young uh, adults. Yeah, right. Yeah. Young Sorry. Adults. Yeah. <laughs> I got to change my wording now. I know. Fuck. I keep calling them kids and they're almost all 18. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. They all I don't fucking know. drive too. I know. We're, we're planning like their, their transportation tomorrow because they're doing a car share to get to a laser tag because that's yeah. what they want to do. And uh, it's just kind of funny. like They're doing it themselves. Yeah. 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 We sent them the address and they're all figuring out who's driving whom. Right. It's crazy. That's weird. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Okay. And we'll be back tomorrow. At just some at point. Just at some point. Yeah. With the book club. And then obviously the weekly wrap up will be coming out shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back for sure on Monday with... Second Chronicles <laughs> chapter 11? Second Chronicles chapter 11, yes. Okay. We'll be back on Monday for sure, and we'll see you guys then. Yep, bye. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? Uh, Something long overdue. Well overdue. <laughs> yes. So past overdue. Yeah, we suck a little. We do. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what is it? We're doing a special Patreon episode. We also, are. Also, oh, we also? are now including Acast Plus subscribers as well at the Ooh. same levels that they would be on Patreon. So 2 and $5 um, will qualify to get the, the bonus episodes. Awesome. So that's. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there as a new edition that I just started doing. So. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So ACAST Plus, anybody that's joining up from there, welcome. Yeah. And thank you. And thank you to our Patreon members as well. Definitely, because you guys have been with us forever and you put up with our bullshit. So. And we owe you big, big. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So what are we talking about today? Uh, my understanding is we're talking about Twitter. We're doing the Twitters. We're doing the Twitters. Let's talk about the Twitters. All right. Let's go talk about the Twitters. Okie dokie. Wife! Do you know what today is? I do. It's late on Sunday. It is. We're late for Sacrilegious Book Club. That's right. Yeah, sorry yeah. guys. Well, we had things going on, so we not that birthday sorry. birthday party. Yeah, we had to do our thing. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the podcast comes not first. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite of first. Yeah. But yeah. not last. Not last. Definitely Far not from last. last. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, what you want to give us an intro to what we're doing today? Yeah, we are still covering a treasury of Jewish folklore, subtitled Stories, Traditions, Legends, Humor, Wisdom, and Folk Songs of the Jewish People, edited by Nathan Osubel. Okay. We are still in um, the second section, which is Heroes, 
and we are in the subsection wise men. Mm. We have covered wise and learned men, and we are currently in parables. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get in here and start uh, going over this stuff. All righty. All right. So before we hop into our book, um, we should do a little bit of house cleaning. Yeah. And um, just wanted to mention that we are going to be doing our Sunday episode a little bit differently um, after today. Yeah. We had been doing Sacrilegious Book Club every Sunday. Yep. Yep. And what we are going to start doing is we're still covering the same book, yep. but we're going to do it every other week. Yeah. And then on the bye week, we're going to actually schedule in our patreon episode right this is more because we've been neglecting our patreon episodes that we're supposed to be doing bi-weekly mm-hmm. and we need to kind of schedule it in we just need it to be less loosey-goosey in order to actually follow through on what we promised we're gonna do yeah so it's our failing mm-hmm. but we will still be doing all the things just, yes all the you know, things differently all the Somewhat. things, the same but different. The same but different, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So, we ready to go ahead and start reading then? We are ready to go ahead and start reading then. Let's do that. Okay. So, there were only a couple more parables uh, left of this section. And of those couple, there's only like two. So, when I say... Oh, so there's literally two couple. No, there's actually like five or six parables left, of which only two. Oh. Yeah, I meant couple few, not couple two. Oh. So okay. there's a few left. Got it. Of which I only even vaguely liked two. And they're not my favorites. I just kind of picked them just to. <laughs> what a sell. Well, Stay tuned. We're going to do some really fucking boring shit. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. They're just. I liked some of the other ones we've read better, but I didn't want to be like, oh, remember how we didn't finish Parables? JK, we're done. Oh. I didn't like any others. Okay. All so right. here, here's like the anticlimactic finish to Parables before we um, get into the next little subsection. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this one is on page 63 and it is entitled The Man and the Angel of Death. Okay. I, kind of funny. Yeah. A man was carrying a heavy load of wood on his shoulders. When he grew weary, he let the bundle down and cried bitterly, Oh, death, come and take me. My God, that's a pretty strong reaction to carrying wood. He's like, I'm ready to die. Yeah. Immediately, the angel of death appeared and asked, Why do you call me? Frightened, the man answered, Please help me place the load back on my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty cute. That was pretty cute. Yeah, uh, he's like, JK, JK, JK. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next one is on page 63. Wait, is that correct? I thought you just said 63. That was 63. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The next one is on page 68. Okay. All sorry. Right. I just didn't want to, like, flip through a lot of pages here, so Got I it. wrote them down, but um, I did bad. Got it. And... um. Oh, you know what? That was the only parable I wanted to read. Oh, that was the only parable. Yeah, my bad. So we went from a few to a couple to one. One, one. Got it. Just one. Yep. (laughs) So now on page 68, we're starting with the ancient art of reasoning. Okay, before, maybe we should stop, you know, badgering the Bible about not being able to count. Shut up. (laughs) You are rude. Mm, Yeah. 
Okay, so on page 68, the ancient art of reasoning. And there's just like this tiny introduction. Okay. And I just took one little quote from it. The ancient art of reason, reasoning. Blah, 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 blah. I keep wanting to say raisins, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. The Talmudic art of reasoning is frequently applied in humorous tales and anecdotes. Okay. That was the best sentence. That's the that best sentence, though. That was the gem for that whole thing, mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, got it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, they're not that humorous, if I'm being honest. Right, right. Like I said, I've read better. Sure, sure. Okay. So uh, the first one is called, uh, still on page 68, Always Two Possibilities. I thought this one was actually kind of funny. Okay. Okay. Yep. And this is not uh, an older, like, Bible times one. This is a little bit more recent, but um, it is very indicative of the Jewish situation. Okay. So I, that's why I thought I would allow it, even though you were wanting to stick to older ones. Got it. Um, basically, fuck off, because yeah. I'm the one reading this book. So <laughs> That was directed to me, guys. Yeah, not you. Yeah. The fuck off husband. Yeah. Not listeners. Right. Yes. War was on the horizon. Two students were discussing the situation. Ooh, I hope I'm not called, said one. I'm not the type for war. I have the courage of the spirit, but nevertheless, I shrink from it. Mm, okay. But what is there to be frightened about, asked the other. Let's analyze it. After all, there are two possibilities. And that's the name of this one. Sorry. Okay. Always two possibilities. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Either war will break out or it won't. If it doesn't, there's no cause for alarm. If it does, there are two possibilities. Either they take you or they don't. If they don't, worry and alarm is needless. And even if they do, there are two possibilities. Either you're given combat duty or non-combat duty. If non-combat, what is there to be worried about? And if combat duty, there are two possibilities. You'll be wounded or you won't be wounded. Now, if you're not wounded, you forget your fears. Yeah. But even if you are wounded, there are two possibilities. (laughs) Either you're wounded gravely or you're wounded slightly. Right. If you're wounded slightly, your fear is nonsensical. Right. And if you're wounded gravely, there are still two possibilities. Still two, yeah. Either you succumb and die or you don't succumb and you live. Very true. You don't die, things are fine. Yeah. And there's no cause for alarm. I mean, unless you're crippled for life. And Even have, at that, but you could, the, you the other died. choices, you could have right. died. yeah, sure. So, and, and that's... That's the point of this whole thing as we keep going. Okay. And even if you do die, there are two possibilities. Either you will be buried in a Jewish cemetery or you won't be. Now, if you are buried in a Jewish cemetery, what is there to worry about? And even if you are not, dot, dot, dot. But why be afraid? There may not be any war at all. I thought, okay. that, I thought that was funny, but it it is a really interesting way of examining hardship. Right. Like, really putting it down in black and white. Like, what are you worried about? What's the worst possible thing that could happen? And what's the alternative? Right, right. And, you know, it's it's kind of along the old adage, don't borrow trouble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I really appreciated that, actually. Yeah. So, the next one is on page 73. And it is called A Remedy for Ugliness. Okay. This one hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) A Talmudic student was engaged to a very ugly girl. Oh, man. His father had forced the match upon him. 
Mm. He therefore took the matter very much to heart and went to talk it over with the rabbi. Really, rabbi, he complained. She's so ugly and she'll make me miserable if I marry her. Wow. My son, use your head, rebuked the rabbi with impatience. Now let's examine the problem at issue. Okay. All right, she's ugly. So what? (laughs) Just answer me. When you're in the house of study all day, will you look at her? No. When you come home for meals, will you look at her while you eat? No. When you go to bed at night, will you look at her in the dark? No. Furthermore, when you are asleep, will you look at her? No. Finally, in your leisure time, will you want to look at her? No. You'll go out for a walk. So I ask, what's all your excitement about? When will you even look at her? What the hell? That's such a crap <laughs> right? I mean, thing. His, his, basically, he's saying, you don't have a choice on the matter. You have to marry her. You might as well fucking deal with it. I guess. Get over it. My God. And just, you know, if that's the only thing that is wrong, not that, you know, she's stupid or not that she's a bitch. You know? Right, right. Like, if you are... If you are in a situation where you feel that you are forced into this marriage, it's obligatory, then... Duh, you know, her being ugly is not anything you can do anything about. Very true. Very true. So I I, I liked it, but it still hurt my feelings. Yeah, no, I, I don't uh I, I don't I don't know. I I don't I didn't like that. I think that's just I mean, okay, I don't like forced marriage to begin with. Right. And then to just have a whole thing about somebody being ugly enough that you can't even I don't I just didn't like it. I mean, it, it makes was, me uncomfortable. You it know, it was kind of ridiculous in that, like, just never look at her. You'll be fine. Yeah, but like that poor woman, right? You know? Like, wow, like, that is shit. Don't let's not even look at it from her perspective. Right? Maybe she right. thinks you're fucking ugly too. Well, and that's part of what we don't like about the Bible. It's very misogynistic and like right. you know, women are basically property type things. So yeah. that story, in that sense, mm-hmm. really doesn't strike me well. So. Yeah. Well, this is the last one that I took from this, and um, it's also about ugly people. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's that's why I chose it, because ugly ones back-to-back, I thought would really um, bring us something to say. Yeah. So this one's called Why Scholars Have Homely Wives on page 75. What the fuck? (laughs) An inquisitive young Talmudist asked his rabbi, why is it that most pious men and scholars marry homely wives? Is that just their reward? <laughs> what? Is that their just reward? Is okay. that Yeah, I read All that wrong. Right. Yeah. Is that, like, do they deserve that? Even, you know, they're smart. They study hard. And their reward is that they get ugly, homely wives? Okay. Ugh. Let me tell you a story, answered the rabbi. A rich man once invited some strangers to dinner. Unluckily, the cook burned the greater part of the roast, so the hostess, out of courtesy, had the good portion served to the guests. The members of the family were given the burned parts to eat. Now, my son, this also holds true with regard to the women apportioned to pious scholars. The Almighty, in his wisdom, created good-looking, amiable girls, as well as homely, shrewish girls. The pretty ones out of courtesy, he allots to the strangers, the libertines. The homely ones, he reserves for the pious scholars who are, after all, members of his own family. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's just, (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Like, that's. Oh, my gosh. 
So, you know, it's because God loves you that your spouse is ugly. Oh, man. If he didn't love you, he would give you a beautiful spouse. Maybe. Maybe they end up with the, you know, whatever. I, that's, <laughs> I'm not even going to know. I'm not even going right? to comment on that. It's so it's wrong. It's so terrible. It's so bad. It is really bad. Yeah. And besides, everybody, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, like. That's just such bullshit. It's not just in the eye of the beholder, but you could think someone's okay or even somewhat ugly, but the more that you get to know them, the more beautiful they become through you being used to them and you learning to like their personality. Yeah, definitely. So, I totally agree with that. I just, I mean, I don't know. There's there's some really hot people that are just complete assholes. And, right. you know, like... I, I will always find them ugly inside. And that, yeah, I know that that is always like, yeah, ugly people say that. But you know what? I've known some pretty people that say that too. Right. My best friend is gorgeous. And I don't, I'm not just saying that because like I love her with all my heart. Like she is my opposite in every way. Like where I am short, squat, and medium, she is tall, thin, and gorgeous. And, you know, she feels the same way that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it's also something that you know it's only skin deep well you're beautiful to me i know and i appreciate that <laughs> and you were among the top three hottest boys at borders I, so. yeah top three mm -hmm. and, yeah well there were some hot guys at borders <laughs> and it wasn't just my vote all the people who worked there agreed like there yeah. was a poll that went around there were some hot people there and my husband was in the top three, and uh, that was when we were just friends. Mm -hmm, so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you've grown in estimation. You're not right. just you're not just among the top three hottest boys at Borders. Right now, you're the hottest. Right in my heart. Yeah, because yeah. I love you. Well, I love you. I love you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that was all we had to cover today. That was all we had to cover today. All right. And fuck off with all that anyway. Right? Yeah, I mean, that was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that was our book club for today. And I'll be doing the weekly replay here in just a few minutes after I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And hopefully getting it out on today as well. And then we'll be back tomorrow with... Second Chronicles chapter 11? Yes, yes, that is correct. And then next weekend, we won't be doing book club. We'll be doing a Patreon. Correct. So, so it's a couple that. weeks before we get to the next one. And yeah. sorry, not sorry. Right. I mean, it's, we for our own sanity here, we have to, like, we, we just, get to the weekend and we're like, oh, my God, we have, like, 19 million fucking podcasts to record. Yeah. So we had to just kind of... We had to figure out what we're doing. And we, we had really been neglecting the Patreon. We, we just have. had. We have. Because it's not specifically scheduled. It's as we can fit it in. Yeah, and, and we're always like, eh, we'll get to that sometime. And then it ends up being like a month and a half. And we're like, every single time every single time we do a Patreon episode, we're like, sorry, guys. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. So we're kind of sick of doing that. And we want to make it a regular thing. Because honestly, patrons out there, you guys help us out so much and you're amazing you guys are great fans i mean i just we just we felt like we're giving you short shrift here yeah and yeah no we we're want, trying to amend that definitely definitely um so it just feels like we're you know when we're when we have our patreon episodes we're talking to some of our most interactive fans like they right. they reach out to us on there they talk to us on patreon 
they let us know what they think of things. I mean, I, I can't, you guys are really appreciated. So yeah, yeah. that's why we're doing this. Yes. And anyway, enough gushing about our patrons. I know, right? But, uh, but we're going to we go. Love you guys. We do. We do. It's the truth. Yeah. So but we're going to sign off here for now and mm-hmm. we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.